0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Village. This is Marriage Conversations, and we're so excited we're back. This is season two, guys. You guys made it to season two (laughs) in the Mom Village. We're so excited. We're always excited to be here together. I'm here with my husband, Christian Ramos. Hello. (laughs) I'm Marie
3: Ramos. (laughs) And I'm here with my
1: friends and colleagues, Kristen Scroggins. Hi, ladies, and I have my husband
2: Jimmy with me today.
4: Not going to say hello as good as Christian did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we have Kira Kelly. Good morning or afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this, ladies, and I have my man here, Eric Kelly.
3: Hello, 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 <laughs> hello. Okay, the three stooges. Come on, come Listen, on. you sang Sunday, That's by the way. Cheap. I forgot yeah. to It was very good, wasn't it? Always oh, was good. Awesome. I told Kira compared like, to you guys, nah, <laughs> no, man,
4: it was good. You rocked Thank it. You. That makes me feel good that you guys said that because if you they, rocked if it. They
0: approve. It's good. <laughs> so we're about to go ahead and start this marriage conversation, but. Before we start, we have an icebreaker, so we ask the gentleman to write on piece of papers questions that they think husbands should ask their wives more often. So we have no idea what these questions are, so bear with us, um, listeners. But each of us are going to grab a paper right now, and we're going to answer. We're going to start with Kristen, because she is really excited to pick a piece of paper. So
4: you got to just choose one, honey. Oh, so it might
0: not be yours.
4: Correct. You, okay. you don't know which one <laughs> awesome. wrote them. So there you go.
0: Kira, you want to grab one and be ready? And I'll grab mine. Okay.
1: I don't recognize this handwriting, so it's not my man. What are some goals that I can help you accomplish? Is that you? No, no, no. Nobody has to say. Okay. just answer. Two
5: Cs for (laughs) accomplish.
1: Oh.
4: (laughs) What are some goals I can help you accomplish?
1: That's a great question. Okay. Do I have to answer that right now? Yeah. However you think... Hey, well, babe, if you asked me that, (laughs) I would say... Which I do often. (laughs) Gosh, I don't know. Isn't that pitiful? I guess I would say maybe... I don't want to say this because then he might actually do it, but to help me be more organized with things. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Don't really do it. That's just what I...
4: (laughs) That's the answer, but don't do it. All right, now let me... Watch this, young husbands. Honey... How could you possibly be more organized? I, there's yes. no way I could contribute to that. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Conversation okay. over. Right
0: answer. Kara, can you read yours?
3: So this is a question that a husband's supposed to ask his wife, younger yes. or older. Okay. You said younger earlier. She Early said, she said
4: she's, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I just yeah.
2: wanted
3: to go, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Okay,
2: okay. Okay, this oh is God. usually Kristen's department. Oh <laughs> But this question says, do I satisfy you sexually?
0: Oh, is it enough? <laughs> All right. Did you write uh-huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to say. Nobody's going to say. This is not marriage confessions. This is marriage she conversations. She's supposed to
4: answer that right now? I mean, <laughs> oh goodness. What? How do you respond to well, that? I mean, you don't have Let's to respond. <laughs> Let's just move along. What's <laughs> <that> your <laughs> question? You no, don't that my question. Question. <laughs> you don't no, my question. was my question? I wouldn't ask that kind of question. You don't have to Jimmy, respond in a personal way. You may not have
3: asked it today. But
2: that, you know what? That is that is a question I think that is valid for adult married spouses they can ask one another yes. so
4: yeah actually it's pretty important isn't it it's, it's very, very important. important
2: it is very important actually very important. very important great And i would
4: pretty much say too since we're on the topic <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: of course
4: <laughs> since even we're on though the
3: topic. he didn't say, write it
1: right
4: <laughs> no i'm being very serious about this like for guys that are first getting married that is an important question mm-hmm. to be asking your wife because obviously for most young men it's pretty easy for you to say yeah i really enjoyed that mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. and that's kind of obvious and evident but not always so with your wife. So that is an important question to ask, but to do it in the right way. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. And my turn. Let's see. Oh, let's see if I can read this.
4: Was that okay for you?
0: Was that okay? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. One of these
3: gotta be Jimmy.
0: Okay. Was that okay for you? That Hmm. sounds good. I guess we're still talking in that topic. It's a hot topic. Wow. Okay. We'll have to do a marriage conversation, sex topic. That's important to ask. It doesn't have to be that. I mean, it could be like, if, to be if honest, I did the floor,
5: was that okay for you?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going.
5: Right? Exactly. I arranged all the books on our bookshelf. I, okay I loaded the dishwasher. I loaded the dishwasher. Was that okay, okay for
3: you? I changed the baby's pamper. Was that, was that okay, okay for you? I yeah, exactly.
5: I
0: will, I, will so re- around. I will rephrase the question. I will be like, Was that amazing for you? Ooh. I will be like, Oh, yes. But what's Christi? okay? Christi? Mm, I don't know.
3: Not true. But, well, listen, I'm going to say what Pastor Jimmy said. I mean, okay, so twice something similar has come up. We don't know among us who wrote it, but I will say this for husbands, whether you're young or I think men are often thinking about their ability to ensure that they're Christian men should be, if not, should be thinking about, am I being all that I can be, should be, need to be for my wife in every aspect of life? Not just, am I providing enough in terms of money? Am I being a good enough husband that I change the pampers? I think we should ask questions across the board. Am I being enough? Am I doing enough? And although we joked about, is that okay for you? Like literally, like I'm sure I put a diaper on backwards at least once mm-hmm. <laughs> or twice or maybe most times. It the time.
4: works. The front,
3: it's all <laughs> absorbing. It's all the same, Jimmy. It absorbs. <laughs> they make them now that they absorb them both times. It's, time. it's got to catch it both ends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. Listen, just let them go free. Right. Yeah. But I do think that these questions are important for husbands, no matter where you are in your marriage, to start thinking about how do I ensure my wife is. Does the Bible say that you cheer your wife, that Mm -hmm. we cheer It's important. It's important.
0: important. So let's dive in. Okay.
1: I don't think great on my feet, as you three know. And so I just want to redo on that question beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get up my business about my organization (laughs) (laughs) skills. (laughs) (laughs) we won't edit that part (laughs) okay he knows better he knows better he's like this is a trap but seriously guys what are some good habits that you three men can share with us that can keep us closer as a couple and then on the back side what are some bad habits that we need to be aware of that can really keep us apart babe
4: I think, obviously, for Christian families, I think things like praying together, talking together about spiritual things, reading the scriptures together, attending church together, those kind of things are really important. But even more than that, not really more than that, but as a part of all that, just spending quality time together. So to me, if you're not spending quality time together, doing things that are important and dear and heart to heart, then it's really difficult to stay close. So I think those are really important. And then bad ones, I think bringing up the past all the time, bringing up past hurts is never helpful. I think spotlighting and highlighting someone's worst characteristic or kind of worst personality trait or flaw and using as a club to beat them up with. I've seen so many people do that. I think those are difficult and those will keep people apart.
5: Yeah. I would say that it's probably important to just, at least I think one of my habits is I like to tell my wife how much I love her throughout the day. So I send her texts, I tell her that I desire her and that I want to be with her and just kind of let her know how much she's wanted throughout the day. And it usually helps because, number once she feels better, and then when I get home, she's ready to go. For where, uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's <laughs> just, okay. Uh, we're good. okay. <laughs> I'm taking a
3: trip somewhere.
5: But, yes, exactly. Um, no, the but satisfaction oh, zone. Yes.
4: No. <laughs>
3: okay. It was you, Jimmy. You wrote uh, both of those questions, as a matter of I fact.
5: I can't
4: help it. We got like 10 questions. That's in the right. middle, and The two they picked out were those. Um, no, but
5: honestly, I love the fact that when I get home, she knows just how much I've missed her, how much I love her. You know, another thing I think is physical touch. You know, when she's cooking, I'm hugging her, I'm touching her, I'm going around. The kids are not looking. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm telling her little things. Hey. And I just think, you know, that keeps our our love going. And I, I love that we get to do that on the regular.
0: What about those those bad ones?
5: <laughs> she wants me to move on. The bad ones, I would say silence. Like just, you know, I know there are moments where I get home and I just don't want to talk about anything. I have a bad habit many times of just wanting to be silent when I get home because a lot of what I do at work is talk. So, but that is the worst that I can do when I get home. She wants to hear what's happened in my day. She wants to tell me about her day. She wants feedback. And so I need to not only not be silent, but I also need to be actively listening. And uh, I don't, you know, sometimes you just want to sit there and go, "Uh uh uh-huh, 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 and let her talk. But I think I just need to be actively listening. And, hey, so tell me more about that. What did I, you know, how was that for you? Did you feel okay? And just being active in the listening process is super
3: important. One of the things I think that draws us together. And, you know, we, we would go and do date nights and our thing really was around ice cream. Kira loves ice cream and I don't know how she stays. Because I
2: eat like a couple pints a week.
3: Yeah. I eat ice cream and then you see what happens to me. We would try to find things that we did that was just us. You know, we would Mm -hmm. sneak the ice cream in, in the brown paper bag and put it in the freezer. All of the kids knew what was happening. So it was just finding time to do some kind of a date night, something that's just special between the two of you. What I would say, what pushes couples apart. And you know, this happens I think as you maybe younger but older as well is when you start asking the question, well what about me? You know, it's one of those things that when moms are busy doing what moms do, you know, with the kids and the house and and you start feeling like, well, what about me? And dads like, well, I'm out working and I'm negotiating with this evil and cruel world. I think one of the things that drives couples apart is when we focus too much, we should focus on self. But when we focus too much on well, the what about me, I think that's a that can be a dangerous thing because it becomes so much more self-centered than us together working on moving the kingdom or moving God's plan forward for how he has designed our families to, to just work hard to be kingdom representatives. So the danger is when we get in that selfish mode of, well, I'm doing all of this, you know, what about me?
2: Wow. So on the heels of that. As couples, how do you continue to grow spiritually together besides going to church? Um, I know we talked about that just a little bit earlier. And if so, are there some resources or Bible studies that are good that you all have used that may be encouraging
3: to your family or to your marriage? Come to family church and listen to Pastor Jimmy Scroggins sing <laughs> on the platform. That's all you need to do. There's about,
4: nothing. about once a year. Once a year. That's all you have to do. <laughs> about once a year I yeah. sing from the platform.
3: No, I mean, and I'll make this quick. There was a gift given to Kira and me by Ma and Pa Brown. We talked about them before. They gave us a Bible, oh, yeah. a couple devotional Bible. I have not been as consistent as I should since kids are older, but particularly for the younger couples, I think beyond and as a part of going to church is that time that you sanctify or set apart, where it's just the two of you are doing some kind of a devotion of Bible study together. Yeah,
2: And if if nothing else, I mean, just setting aside time that you all can pray together and pray for one another, you know, out loud together.
5: One of the things, actually, my wife and I don't really do like couples, like, you know, devotionals together and we pray together, but she reads her books and reads the Bible on her own and I do the same. Partly is because of the schedules in the morning, but what we actually always try to do is in the evening, we talk to one another about the things that we learned from scripture that day. And so we pray for a need that we have in our family. We usually are praying for our children or for a loved one that's struggling through something or for an issue that we're having together. Obviously, we know that when we're upset, that time doesn't happen and we feel it the next day. We're like, me and I we should at least should try to like do this together. But yeah, she reads her books. I read mine actually, something that we're reading together, which is something that we've been reading together now. It's sort of spiritual in some ways because it's from a spiritual perspective, but it's how to be a better listener. It's a book that we're reading together, and it's just a way to learn how to listen to one another well. And uh, we're doing that just to grow yeah, a, as it, a couple. Yeah, it depends
0: on the season, you know, what we're reading. But lately, he's been getting more books for school, you know. So whatever books that he's reading, he's like, oh, this one was really good. I'm like, "Give me, might like, give me a copy. And then we start, like, talking about it, and we realize we both have, like, the same, you know, like attraction to that topic. And it's been pretty neat. Unconsciously, we have made it a thing. Mm -hmm. So I guess for young couples, I would say just find that way that you guys can actually get together either and read scriptures, books have that time together that is unique for you guys, because not everything that we're going to say is going to work for every single person. There's not one, two, three steps for everyone. Just find what is that thing that you guys can do together that makes you guys have that quiet, intimate time.
4: I think for us, so I'm not very good at leading us to pray together and I should do better with that. And so like I have this conversation every time I'm like, ah, I should be (laughs) be a better spiritual leader in that way. But one of the things that we've done the last couple of years that's been really kind of life-giving to us spiritually, I think, is we've been writing together. We've done a lot of speaking together. So preparing for those things. i talked to her quite a bit about sermons that I'm preparing so I'm doing that every week or talks that I'm giving. And so she's a huge part of that conversation. I think those conversations are really life-giving and helpful as far as I'm concerned.
1: And, you know, I mean, I think we should, you know, pray together, have Bible study, do all of that together or, you know, apart and then talk about it together. But one of the ways that, you know, he's beating himself up a little bit about that. But what he does do that is spiritual is that he always asks me what he can do to help me or to serve. And we're not ever more like Jesus than when we're serving others. And so as we can do that with each other, what can I do to make your load lighter? That is part of being the body of Christ to our spouses. And I'm grateful that he does that. That's huge.
3: One of the things I'll add to that and, you know, he did beat himself a little bit, a little bit on that. One. But one thing that Kira rightfully told, so, rightfully so. But no, but one yeah. thing Kira told me that I didn't realize. I don't know if you still do it, but probably you, not. You used to go shopping. You were like the weekend go grab the, the basket, go shop guy. I and, do shop a lot. So I mean, listen, yeah. this is a busy man traveling yeah. the world, yeah. creating ideas, innovating ways in which the gospel can be carried all throughout the world, and something as simple as you know what. I'm gonna go pick up groceries. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. listen, we talk about the spiritual things in air quote spiritual reading the Bible, devotions, but yeah. it's also how do you do the things as Kristen said, that's part of the kingdom? Yeah. Like how do we be partners together? So I never wanted to talk about that publicly because I never shop. I cannot shop. <laughs> and the fact that Jimmy did it made me feel like Oh, why is he doing that? Tell him to stop doing
1: it. Yeah, he was so sweet to start that because it was whenever we ended up having more kids than we could fit in a grocery cart plus the food. And so (laughs) I was having to go to the grocery store literally at midnight. A friend of mine and I would go in the seminary when we were in seminary at midnight, and he just put a stop to it. And this was before Walmart pickup and delivery, which hallelujah for that.
4: uh, I don't really go to Walmart anymore. They come to us now. (laughs) You
3: You, you did it when it was 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 necessary. necessary.
1: But he saw a need and he didn't wait for me to ask for him to help. He just fixed it. And that is important, and it is spiritual, and I'm
4: grateful for it. I can still dominate a Walmart. Come on, I mean, I can go in with <laughs> my cart. On, I can hey. I can go two carts. All, <laughs> on you space. by myself. All two carts space. with wow. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no big deal. Wow, yeah. that's a feat and <laughs> that's ta- in
0: Walmart. <laughs> talking about kids, so our next question is parenting boys, and I'm glad I'm asking these questions because mine are sweet and gentle and kind still. So for you guys, parenting boys, and this is for the husbands. Can the husbands share? How we can help our boys become men in this sexually conflicted society. So, why do we need to know about the purity process? Sorry, I can't pronounce that word. Any resources that they can recommend? And how can I accomplish this tips and ideas that you guys are gonna share as a single mom to ensure that my boys have a manly figure? In their lives, I love this question. Whoever from our followers that sent us this question, thank you so much. But, gentlemen, who wants to
4: answer this? That's like fourteen questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a it's a big questions. one. Let's Which start one? like like. Let's start by how to parent boys and help them become men.
4: Well, I think the number one thing we have to do is be the kind of men that the boys should grow up to be. Now, I recognize this comes from a single mom, so she's like, "Oh, well, thanks for nothing for that." <laughs> but even in our churches, so we all serve as pastors in our churches we serve in as leaders in our community and people look to us. One of the jobs of a pastor is to have an exemplary family life. It doesn't mean perfect, but it means that we have a marriage that others might see and desire to emulate, that that the way that we interact with our children and even manage crises and the ups and downs That inevitably come with parenting, the way we manage that is something that others want to emulate. And so the number one thing I think that men should do is be the kind of men that boys would aspire to be. And again, not perfect men, but forgiven men and repenting men and men that are that are honest, that try to live with integrity, that try to make restitution when we fail. Being those kind of men in front of these boys is the number one thing that we can do for the ones in our house and the other ones that relate to us.
1: But then for the single mom who can't be that, for her son, what would you tell her to do?
4: You know, Eric, you grew
3: up in a single mom household. So I'd love to hear your perspective on that. uh, I was thinking this. My mom raised three kids, my two sisters and me. I grew up in the housing projects. Never met my dad. You know, one of the most powerful things that my mom was able to do, she still modeled hard work. My mom worked 14, 15 hours a day. She came home. She took care of the family. And listen, there is a man. Boys need men. But one of the things I could still glean from my mom was hard work in terms of the ethic of working hard, honesty, caring. She would always say to me, care about other people. So I think for the single mom, teach the same principles that a man would teach your son. Now, the one thing my mom said to me, and I will never forget it when I was 19 years old at Florida State, and I was at a really difficult time in my life. And my mom said to me, she said, well, son, I've done the best I can. I'm not a man. I need you to find the men who can help you with that. And as a single mom, it may not be now when they're younger, but at some point as moms, you'll have to say, I've done all I can do. Let me either help you and family church is really good about the men around us. So connect your sons with men at family church at whatever level and stage of life that is. But acknowledge when you've done all you can as, as a mom and say to your son, This is the point at which you do need and you've got to have a man to walk you through because That was the best thing my mom could have told me when I was at Florida State. She's like, Son, I've done all I can. What did you do? Well, By the time I had pledged a fraternity. Well, that's probably not the most spiritual thing to talk about at this point. <laughs> um, but I that's t- where you find the good men. <laughs> but, but, you know, seriously, and around that time, I started attending church more regularly with a friend of mine, Dre, who's also a fraternity brother, who you shaking her head. I've told her this story. He and I talked about, hey, we both know we're Christians. We've been living outside of this, the, the idea of who God is and what God calls us to do. And so I got reconnected to the church. I got reconnected to the body of Christ. And I started looking for the examples of how I as a man was to live as a man. And so that was extremely helpful that my mom nudged me that way. And then I took it from there and pursued it. And then I think of all the men that you've influenced
4: over the years. Lovely. I even saw uh, I saw Hassan out at the ball field the other night, and I yeah. thought about that. Yeah. And you know how God used you to really, at a crucial time in his life, yeah. now look what he's doing, you know, pretty incredible. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: How about in the area where she says, become men in this sexually conflicted society? And the reason why I want to go back there is because we see this, and we talked about it in other podcasts, you know, but... I like the perspective only from the boy perspective, you know, and this society that is so conflicted and we have pronouns and all that stuff. Like, how can we help our boys to say, hey, you know, yes, this is the role model. I'm your father. But listen, I want you to this way for a healthy men." How do you explain that to your boys?
4: Christian, what do you do? You, You are directly discipling anywhere between 15 and 30 men at any given time. How do you do that? You know, it's
5: interesting that you mentioned that because, you know, my son, my oldest is still pretty young. So he just turned 10. I started reading a book called The Intentional Father. And basically, the guy said, your kids are like, you're discipling them. I mean, I know how to do that with other guys. But like, wait, I'm supposed to disciple my son? Like, it's the (laughs) same. I know it sounds dumb, but like legitimately, you know, with other guys, we have real talks about what you should be or shouldn't be looking at what you should be thinking or not thinking about, what the Bible says about these things, how do you process if you are thinking about those things. Accountability. And, you know, yeah, having accountability one with another, calling each other early in the morning, late at night. It's an everyday process being in the life of these young men. I love doing that You know, with the guys that I get to shepherd and lead, and I need to do the same with my son. I mean, it's being in his life, it's being, holding him accountable loving him through it, you know, having a path. I also know where these guys are and where I want them to be. So we develop a plan on how to get them there. Why wouldn't I do the same with my son? You know, developing a path. So this society is throwing everything at our kids and our young men to derail them. And I think just holding them accountable to God's design and showing them the value and the advantages of following God's design for their
4: lives goes at a super long way. And so that that's what I tend to do with these guys. So I would just say, I think between, us, I believe we have 11 sons between the three of us. So we have a lot of responsibility personally for this. And then countless hundreds and even thousands of young men that kind of look to the three of us in our churches. So one of the things I would just say is that We ought to be talking to boys about managing their sexuality towards God's design. And the reason I like the word managing for single moms or married moms is that if you look at sexuality as a battle that you're going to win, there's just going to be days and moments when you don't win. All right, Whether it's with sins with your mind, sins with your body, sins with your desires, there's going to be times when you don't win and you can't just go into the fetal position at that moment. And if you find that your sons have failed in some way or sinned in some way or are struggling in some way, you can't go into despair. You've got to always know a new day is a new opportunity to take wherever we are and begin to help them manage their sexuality towards God's design. And that's why it's so vital that every young man is in a church family. Because whether you have a single mom or whether you have an intact uh, marriage that, 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 where you're being raised, it doesn't matter. It's not enough voices. One dad is not enough voices. Yeah. Our sons need all of our voices. Yeah. Uh, my sons need to see other men modeling this so that they go, hey, dad's not the only weirdo trying to hold on to old-fashioned <laughs> values or whatever. You know, They need other men to say things to them. It's amazing what other men say. And it's the stuff I think I always say. And they come home and go, but oh, you know what, Pastor Eric? <laughs> said he said oh okay well I'm glad he's such a genius
3: but, but, but I've been saying that for all this time whatever
4: it doesn't matter because that's what a church family's for and that's why being in a community of men whether you're a single mom or a married mom having your children in a community of men is vital
2: okay as a couple when you are at your best now we've talked about bible study, we've talked about praying together we've talked about all those things but when you are at your best you're in sync what are you doing that can encourage young couples other than sex. <laughs> I was say, I was Jimmy stopped dancing. <laughs> I was other say, than. Kira, please for get those
3: who N. can't see, Jimmy was <laughs> dancing until we said other than sex.
0: Other than sex. I love we that. They, know, that's a given. I okay, love let's that just say this that. person literally put at the end, period. Other mm-hmm. than, than sex.
2: Okay, so yes. Make sure you remind the audience. We did not write these questions. Yes. These were submitted yes. to From our bird. listeners. yes. yes.
1: Well, guy do you want to tackle that first, Miss Kira? Come on, Christian. She okay. What you do?
5: Tell Sure. I think when my wife and I are probably when we're at our best, we're like influencing people to walk closer with the Lord. I just feel like we have a heart for helping people, yeah. and especially when we are at our best. And so...
0: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be ministry. Like, we can do... It can be anything. It can be like woodworking, building a table like we did for you guys. Oh, man, it I can love be, that table. It, <laughs> it can be anything that is helping somebody else. Like, we're just blessing them with something. I don't know. We're packing clothes or with the grocery or whatever it is. But we're doing it together. We love... We really have a heart for helping people, and sometimes we go all the way, and sometimes we're exhausted. <laughs> but in the process, we just, I don't know, we love it. I find it even sexier. There was one time we were having we uh,
3: <laughs> of course, <laughs> you, brought, you brought the word in. <laughs> <You brought laughs> in
0: I got to say, it. so we were helping some friends to move, and I see my husband, he's like, and the worst stage like he is sweating he is all dirty and (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sorry but I find it sexy I'm like he has a great heart we're helping this family to move and he looks sexy to me so there you go
5: that's it amen
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay what about you
2: guys
5: hit it Kay
1: no baby they're asking the man and (laughs) lady yeah
4: (laughs) <laughs> all right. Well, a couple things. So one, I think we're at our best, honestly, when we're by ourselves. My favorite thing to do is to have my wife all to myself, because, you know, when you have eight children, that doesn't happen all that often. <laughs> yeah, we don't think about that. Yeah, so it's yeah. happening a little bit more often now. But that's my favorite thing is to have her to myself. We get along great. We enjoy each other. We have fun. We have good talks. We hold hands. But then I also think we're at our best when all of our kids are home. So there's a sense in which when we're all in the house together, we're preparing meals or we're hanging out in the pool or we're in the car going somewhere. Like having the whole family together really is part of when we're at our best. But then... I actually take great joy. One of my favorite things that's just in the last few years, especially been emerging is I love to hear her speak. Mm -hmm. So when she's teaching the Bible, when she's speaking, I really see her come alive in a really cool way. And a lot of what she does as she teaches, it really tends to land with especially young moms that just like fires me up and really
3: just makes I just think that's when sometimes we're at our very best. You both said exactly what I would have said. Now, the only thing I will add, because I know some couples are asking, well, can we be at our best when we're at our worst? That's a good question. I made that up. (laughs) I like it. You know what? I think Kira and I, in addition to everything else you said, when we're alone, when we're providing example, but it is also when we're challenged. And yet we've got to provide an example when Kira and Eric are being challenged, either individually, our personal, our relationship but yet we've got to raise four amazing God-centered children. I've got to be a leader in community. Kira has to be a leader. And I love what you said, Jimmy, about her voice. Mm. Our wives have a voice to influence others. And there are times when, when we're not feeling our best human self, but somehow the Holy Spirit animates us to be our best. Godly self, so I had to find another because you all had already taken. <laughs> Take it on.
2: No, I, yeah. I, I like
4: I that.
3: To, I, had to, I had to find you something. A, you went Holy Spirit. Oh, <laughs> Holy Spirit. Yes, you I love Spirit. that approach. Yes,
0: I love that Strong.
3: approach. <laughs> yes, I went Holy Spirit on.
0: Okay, it Okay, last and not least, because we got to ask, because this is very important. <laughs> what bucket list item you guys have not crossed off your list? Can I answer? Yes, yes. go for please. it. Eric's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm
3: about to find out.
0: <laughs> no, we always said we want before to, we
3: die. Before I'm we living into 150. Okay, yeah, not me.
2: We said before we die, we want to go to the continent of
3: Africa. Yes, we did. Oh, oh, yeah. so we want to yes. go. We want to travel to Africa. God bless the rains. Yes. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's
2: on our bucket motherland. List. I love
3: yeah. that. I'm coming back in my cheeky pants. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, I am. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I,
4: I don't know. I, well, you know what ours is because it's crazy. You're not gonna believe this, but we want to go to Europe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, so, listen, yeah. okay. so we where have a black couple, a white couple, and a Latin couple. Okay, that's so where y'all want to go. I, actually, I don't
4: know. We want to go to Africa and Europe. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's. I this. do want to go to Africa, though. I've I don't know if been. she
5: would share this, but I think recently we've been talking a lot about going to Japan. Okay. Like, we want to go, we've been wanting to go to Tokyo because I think when the pandemic started, the tickets were really cheap. Hmm. Like, it was like $400 for a round trip ticket to Tokyo. And we started planning. What if we went and we've been talking for a long time
3: that we wanted to go to cool. Japan? To-, to all of our Latin and Hispanic listeners, please take Christian and Gisma's card. In yes. the black community, we say when you have done something to offend the black community, we take your black card. <laughs> the fact that you do not want to go to a Hispanic or Latin country... <laughs> We've been to too Your, your yeah. car yeah. should be revoked at this moment.
0: That's where we go all the time. Sure, Spain. They live Spain. Florida, Spain, there I mean. you go. España. <laughs> España. <laughs> well, that's the time we have for now, but we have part two and we have more questions. We love your questions, so please keep sending your questions, Village. Thank you so much for listening. This is Marriage Conversations, and we have part two, so we're going to sign out... Only the ladies. Say bye, ladies. One, two, three. Bye.